You are listening to the Badass Bitches for the Badass Bitches, hosted by Kim Coffin, Empowerment and Sexuality Coach with Get Your Sexy Back, and Carrie Hoffman, Align Practitioner with True Performance. Our goal is to bring you uncensored, pleasurable wellness for you, for your body, and for your mind. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about things that are a pain in the question mark, question mark, question mark. You get to decide wherever your pain is, if it's in your ass or elsewhere. And of course, Carrie is going to lead us off on this because I know she has such fabulous info going on these days with pain. So spill the beans. Thank you. Um, I love talking about pain, whether it's um, emotional pain or it is physical pain. So a lot of things that I'm experiencing right now is people are able to get back outside and they're hurting themselves. Uh, whether it's playing at the park, uh, you haven't been moving in a while, you're tripping, you're falling, you're going out after having a few bevies and tripping and falling over the curb, hurting your <laughs> ankle, <laughs> right? And you know, we've all done it, right? Um, how exactly can we treat that, right? Obviously, number one, I want to say always consult with a doctor, right? I just want to get that legality out of the way. If you feel like you're seriously injured, definitely please seek uh, medical attention. But um, within the first 24 to 36 hours, if you have um, some swelling, redness, you know, heat on your injury, definitely use a cold compress. Don't make it super cold that it's freezing your skin, whatever you can actually withstand, um, put it on the, the trauma and elevation is huge. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people are doing little accents. Even my daughter was playing Frisbee in the yard and she's a freaking goalie. Like she is a fit little girl. And she was playing Frisbee last, maybe Saturday. And she's like, oh my gosh, I pulled something in the front of my leg. Oh, and it was, ouchie. It was healed within a couple of days, but because she's young, yeah. but it, she couldn't walk for two days. It was like that whole front hip flexor yeah. and quad. Yeah, definitely a cold compress would be good. Mm -hmm. Um, Even a cold bath. Uh, I know we don't want to have cold baths and stuff. This cold water therapy fad that's going on right now is massive. And the benefits that it has to your body, tremendous. Mm. Yeah, I've used cold showers uh, for years. Like, so I'll have a great hot shower and then I'll flip it to a little cool and then go back to hot. And then go back to even more cool and just kind of do that two or three times. And it feels great. It actually feels amazing. You can get it colder and colder and colder each time. It's so true. When my son was training for the military um, to go through basic training, that's one of the things that he did for, for weeks and weeks before leading up to basic training is having cold showers, like zero warmth in the shower, because it really helped to get his mindset on his breathing and being able to control his body functions, right? Because when Mm. you're in basic training or you get captured or anything happens, they're going to torture you, right? Mm. And you can go through a certain level of trauma. um, And I'm going to step really lightly around this. Um, 
not trauma. Let, let me get rid of that word. You can go through a certain level of a bad situation and be able to come out on top as long as you're in control of your of your mind and your body functions, right? Mm, and you don't hit into a trauma response. That was a right wow. word. You don't go out of your window of tolerance. Yes. Because when oh, we blow perfect. the window of tolerance, yeah. we go into freeze generally, which is you like do. total throw your body down and pretend you're dead because you're going to be eaten by that big bad beast in a moment. 100%. And PTSD, massive. If you are not letting those negative emotions get out of your body and you hold it in, you're going to, you're going to be fucked, right? You're going to have long-term consequences. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that is frequently what I actually go into with people and in my work as well is completing that stress cycle, Mm -hmm. because there's many times in our lives where we have that stress cycle in our body and we weren't allowed to complete it, whether it was not safe, whether it was not approved of, Mm -hmm. um, whatever that may be. Yeah. So I can relate it back to like, um, a child when a child has an injury, they fall off their bike and mom or dad or Nana Papa come and grab them and they hold on to them really tight. And that child just needs to get that fear emotion out from, Oh my gosh, I just fell off my bike mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, let the shakes out. Okay. It's done. That's a closed chapter. Get back on my bike. I have no fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting one. You know what that reminds me of, which it isn't pain exactly for me, but it is pain perception and I still have it. I don't know if I told you this story, but I hate bees, like hate bees. As a matter of fact, I do know this story. Do you remember? And I I remember talked about it on your porch. Okay. Mm. Probably because a bee came over. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I have never seen Kim be like Jesus and walk on water. Yeah. And you know, what was really cool is now, so last year I remembered why, and that was because I was about four playing around a wood pile with my best friend and we disturbed something. And I mean, hundreds, maybe more. It felt like the world was after us in bees chased us while we ran away and we were screaming and I was petrified and my friend got stung a few times and she was screaming and we have even photos of it. They tried to celebrate what? it afterwards. They tried to make it, a, you know, everybody's safe. It's okay. Here, but, eat some honey. <laughs> yeah. But it has registered in my body. So if a bee flies by me now, I am okay if it stays a few feet away. But as soon as it comes about the third time or won't go away or I hear the buzzing, I react. And what I was talking about on the porch yeah. was I heard a buzzing in my ear last Friday, two Fridays ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, <gasps> and I felt because I'm more grounded and I can really feel my body now, I actually felt this whole wall come up in me and my body freeze in this moment. And it wasn't even a bee. It was no. a weed walker far away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is a body response. And that is a perfect example to show how we can heal and complete the stress response. So then I went into, you are safe. I went into all my tools and it's like, you are safe. And just reminding my inner child, essentially, that she is safe. You are so safe and supported. You know, um, I used to have these fears, like terrible fears. I, I am still like 
I'm definitely afraid of the dark. I'm working on it. I don't know if I'll ever get over it. Um, but I used to be really afraid of a forest, going into a forest um, and getting lost. Um, my XX, XXXX took me in a forest one time and my son was super small and he was such a brute. He um, kind of spun me around a little bit in where we were. Um, and I was like so lost in this forest. And then he was like, I'm going to leave you here and you're going to be stuck with this child and you'll never be able to get out. And I was like, oh my God, you can't leave me. Like, you can't leave me here. And I was freaking out. And it was, he was like, well, see, you need me. You need me mm. to get you out of this forest. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are such an asshole, like legit, right? So many years after that, probably 18 years after that, I was like, you know what? I am going to face this fear and I am going to get over this injury that I have up here stuck in my brain that I can't be in a forest by myself. So I went to Milton. There's a beautiful trail up there with a waterfall. And I went through the forest, no headphones on, listening to nature. And I was scared to death nearly. Mm -hmm. The first couple times I went in there, I saw snakes. I heard, um, you know, breakings of sticks off in the, off in the past. I had no idea what was out there, but eventually after facing my fears a couple times and being able to get from the start all the way around back to my car, I was like, I can do this there. I, I don't need to be afraid of the forest. It's okay. I can navigate and get myself out. Yeah. And sometimes we don't even know, like our head knows, but our body is still blood's pumping, cortisol releasing. Right? Yeah. We're freaking out and we can't yeah. control that sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's all tied into pain too, because it goes yeah. so much of the same. And it's again, window of tolerance. Did oh, you crazy. break out your nervous system out of that window of tolerance in the, your pain? Yeah. The sympathetic nervous system and the nervous, uh, the sympathetic nervous system are amazing. They are. Yeah, definitely. So I also think there is a huge emotional pain or emotions that we hold that can run into our pain, that can run into how pain shows up in our body, how our body starts to kind of scream at us in pain. I'm making little air quotes right now to yeah. get the attention from us to do the work. Do you notice that as well? I do. I do. I notice a, a lot in my clients that they'll have certain dysfunctions of their body um, based on pain perceptions and hidden feelings that they have buried in there. Mm. And when we and it, release yeah. them, it is fantastic. Mm. Sometimes it's not always comforting when you're releasing these. I know we hold uh, a lot of anger behind our, behind, I'm sorry, behind our uh, knees and, mm. uh, mm -hmm. You can see it in people. Sometimes it looks like a great big tennis ball bulging out, right? On the back of somebody's knees. And when we release it, it doesn't feel good. But once it's gone, amazing. My clients can walk better. They don't have pain anymore when they walk. And that's specifically related to that one issue. I'm not saying that, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting how the body per perceives pain, mm -hmm. specifically like I have since I gave birth to my very first, which would be 
2000. So a long time ago, um, <laughs> a long time ago, you'll be 20 a while back. Year. A little while. I have had since then huge, like hip, sacral, whole pile of issues and not even what I was dealing with more recently, but I'm sure part of that is that, but every single day pain for years, every single baby kind of got worse. And I saw many practitioners between that and it just really wouldn't ease up. It was really, really bad, way worse than it was the last few months. Mm -hmm. And Mm, when I, yeah, when I went to New York for one of my very first womanly arts experiences, we started doing turning on our bodies, right? We started hip circles and dancing and I could feel like my hip flexors were so tight and didn't want to do these hip circles. And it felt hard to do. It's almost like locked, right? Oh, it really, it felt uncomfortable and it was like not good however by the end of the second day of dancing in hip circles and doing this movement this this sensuality and sexuality it's not really sexuality but sensuality Mm -hmm. and playing with this movement and tapping into turning on and that energy plus we were doing these practices and tools and learning how to release our emotions our deep stored emotions like grief and anger and rage throughout our body. This hip pain that I dealt with for like, probably at that point, we're talking like 16 years, all like within a weekend, I was like, my back feels so much better. No more daily pain, which is crazy. Now I still get some at my periods, right? Which is kind of the thing. There might be some other emotional in there. Cause actually when I was sexually assaulted, it was, on, I was on my period. So there might be still some more link in there. And yet, and as I kind of go through perimenopause, I'm noticing like my, my SI and some more pain kind of come through there. And it's really interesting how it is very linked to emotional and the more healing and the more clearing I do, I'm like, so. damn, like my back's never been better. Yeah, good. So that part's really interesting too. And how that's all tied up. It is so interesting how our body just gets locked up. Where else do you see emotional pain come into real pain in people? Where else do I see emotional pain come into real pain in people? Um, Have you ever heard of an upper limit problem? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So funny because I was just talking with a schoolmate uh, earlier in class this morning about this so with an upper limit problem you set yourself out a goal right you you want to achieve something you're on a path and you're getting so close to being to where you are and then all of a sudden you break your ankle so randomly doing something that you do every day you you break your ankle my teacher was saying about this one woman that went all the way through school and she was in the last week of her, of her schooling, of her education. And she was massaging with her thumbs in circles, which is a massive no, no. I'm in week six. I got caught for it today. My teacher's like, bad girl, don't do Mm -hmm. that. You are going to burn out your thumbs. And I was like, sorry, I forgot. So last week of learning, the woman's been in um, RMT for a while burns her, burns herself out. No graduation. She -hmm. can't do her exams. um, No practical exams. So 
you know, 87 weeks of constant studying. Go, 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 go. You're almost there to the finish line. Mm. You burn your body out. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that when I learned about it, I was like, this can't be real. And then when I took a look back on my injuries that I've done, I'm like mind blown. This is one thing about this industry that I'm in and all of the modalities that I pick up. It blows my mind, the things that I learn. And I'm such, I I don't want to say I'm like a science geeky kind of girl. I'm like evidence and data. I'm pretty hip and cool and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I, my ideal day isn't sitting down for the whole day and reading a book, but maybe for half the day kind of thing. But these, these things that I learned, like about the upper limit problem, I'm like, that is so fucking cool. Right. When I can give it back to my client and say, you know, do you, do you, do you think maybe that you've, you've hit a wall or an upper limit? Are you, are you sure that this is the path that you want to go? Are you scared to step over to that next chapter? Um, It takes a lot of self-reflection on them to be able to take a look and say, no, I don't want it. Yes, I do want it. Yes, I'm scared. And we work through those processes. What do you mean when you say upper limit? So what do you, what do you, what is it explaining in the book that you were talking about? Like the, like what I was just explaining. So when you get to, um, that the, the woman, right? The class, the student in class, she's so close to graduating on a program that is so intense, right? And so a, she, okay. week, a week before she's about to graduate, she hurts herself. Okay. So she literally, yeah, yeah, was pushing out of her window of tolerance or out of her upper limit for what she was capable of because she mm-hmm. was going too hard, too fast, too much and not taking care of herself. Kind of, sort of, you're not pushing out of your window of tolerance, but you're doing things that deliberately hurt yourself subconsciously. Yes. So her body is deciding she's out of her window of tolerance and then she's creating oh, an injury. I see. Reel it back. Yes. It. yes. Yeah. Got you. Okay. Got you. We drove that boat home. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I think we can hit that on so much. And, and I was doing another podcast earlier this week about just how trauma shows up and how we're so conditioned to go, 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 work, 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 harder, harder, harder. You're no gain, no pain, no gain. And that is not okay. It is actually creating trauma in our body by pushing ourselves that way, which then in turn, our body is then creating an injury saying, oh yeah, no, you're going to sit on your ass for a little while. You know, it's so true. My husband is a go, go, go. So he's like, what's next? what's next? Mm. What's next? And we hit some pretty massive milestones in the things that we do. And he's like, okay, so uh, what are we going to do next? And I'm like, why don't you sit your ass on the sofa for a minute and take a breath and enjoy what you've just accomplished, Mm -hmm. right? We don't need to jump into the next thing automatically and, and keep going, right? Sit down and then what is that? Reap, reap the oats you sowed. Is that how that 
I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's a very masculine term. It'd be... That you just worked your ass off you and have a say, beer. Sow your oats. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I did. It was kind of a combo in there. Uh, I, I choose gratitudes instead <laughs> and actually do celebrate, slow down, stop, and celebrate your so shit true. and what you're doing, even the little things, even when you held a boundary and said no, yeah. even when you said, that's not okay with me. Even when you spoke up celebrating everything and then practicing gratitude, right? Much better than sowing your oats or whatever you said. I think it is sowing your oats though, honestly. I'm going to have to- But if you think about that saying, that's not a lovely saying. I know. I know. I'll get rid of it out of my head. Okay. We'll find you a new one. We'll find find you a new one. I don't think you got any oats to sow, Carrie. (laughs) No, I don't want any oats either. I don't need any more work. (laughs) Okay. Well, anything else you want to share today? I think that's it. Okay. I think that's it. Okay. We're coming back here because as we hopped off the last (laughs) podcast there, uh, I was like, Carrie, I think sowing your oats is like a young man, like sharing his seed and I Googled it and it's to have many sexual relationships, particularly when one is young. They I just want to let his... you know, that's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what you meant? No. And then sow one's wild oats again, to engage in rebelliousness or promiscuity, typically in one's youth before settling down. <laughs> Would you like to reframe what you, what you meant? And that was just oh. for everybody's laugh today. <laughs> oh my God. I was like, Carrie, I don't think you have any oats to sow. I don't. I don't. (laughs) don't. (laughs) Uh, Be grateful. That's what you were meaning, to reflect. Just be grateful. Sit on the beach and have a beer and don't sow your oats. (laughs) (laughs) Reflect on all the greatness that you have and everything you've done. And just, yeah, enjoy, right? Reflect. So So true. Thanks for the giggle. Uh, that was fun. If anybody has any questions or concerns or comments that they want to reach out to either Kim and I, please feel free to do so. We're always here for you guys. Sounds great. Till next time. Thank you for listening to The Badass Bitches. We invite you to follow us and join in the conversation on Facebook at 4 Badass B using the number 4 and on Instagram at 4 Badass Bitches again using the number 4 because we are for all you badass bitches. We'd love to hear your thoughts, comments and what you would love to hear more about. Until next time bitches.